Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, what is going on today? Nothing much, just a, just a beautiful day out here in Southern Oregon and hoping to get out there and enjoy some of it at some point today. Yeah, that would be, that'd be nice. It's, you know, we always take a sunny day for granted until we don't have them. And then all of a sudden now we crave them, right? We're ready. We're ready to get out there. But before we do that, I'm not letting you leave the studio yet. What are we talking about today? Yeah, I thought I, I would spend some time today on something I am talking to a lot of clients about, and that is inflation. And, you know, earlier we, we were talking about inflation and you had some interesting ideas. Do you want to share those with our listening audience? Yeah, absolutely. I personally, I believe in a, a plug-in pump that you can plug into your car because as you're at the beach enjoying the outdoors, like you were talking about, you don't want to sit there and have to blow up your your inner tubes and your your water toys by by mouth, right? And especially if you get tired, you don't want somebody else to do that because then you're sharing disease. And we this this this, this you should just buy a pump. That's my thought. I don't know how long this is going to be for the podcast, but is, is that uh, kind of where you're going? Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify, because you seemed confused earlier, we're actually talking about inflation in the economy, oh, not geez. inflation of beach and pool toys, which oh, is, I think, where, where we, we, we got a little off track earlier. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's where my brain is right now, so redirect me. So we're talking about the economy. Got it. Thanks. Thanks, Royal. Yes, yes. Inflation <laughs> in the economy. So after the COVID collapse we had back in March uh, of 2020, and that self-imposed shutdown of, of our economy, we did have a big drop in inflation as mm -hmm. things really slowed down. Right now, we're starting to see inflation come back. And we just had a report come out earlier this week showing that inflation is really starting to uh, make some new highs that we haven't seen since early in 2008. Mm. So we want to uh, start addressing that because I think people have a lot of concerns there. And inflation really isn't something we've had to deal with at all as, as kind of an existential force that's probably not top of mind over the last, I would probably say, 20 plus years where inflation has been pretty muted. Not, not a lot of uh, news stories about out-of-control inflation here in the U.S., do do you think there's is inflation happening economy wide or is it more in silos where like I know that production had to slow down on a lot of things like for instance I don't know if in your, what your area looks like but when I drive around the area where I live and I see car dealerships there is hardly any inventory right and so used car prices are way high and, and dealerships are actually calling people saying, Hey, would you want to sell your car back because of that? And, and so I know that the prices are inflated because of lack of product. So what are you seeing across the economy? Yeah, I think we're at a, just a fascinating point right now because we do have this giant supply chain that is in pieces right now because mm -hmm. of all the restrictions we have worldwide with COVID. So 
we have some giant supply chain disruptions that it's going to take probably another year, maybe 18 months to work through as we get that vaccine out to people and get things back to normal, hopefully as quickly as possible. Yeah. So right now, I mean, we're seeing record prices there in commodity prices. Lumber is is at mm. all-time highs. Absolutely. And some of this is uh, stimulated demand, but also there's another part where just production is down because a lot of these mills that are uh, milling the lumber aren't at full capacity and can't get there right now due to uh, COVID shutdowns. And also, I think we're running into a bit of an issue finding enough in the labor force to really fill all the positions we have out there as we hit kind of a record number number of job openings. And I, I know as you drive around Southern Oregon right now, you see so many signs up just begging people to come work for them. A, mm. a client mentioned one restaurant that had a sign that literally said, work today, get paid today. Wow. They were just looking for somebody to come in and just work for the day and they would give them cash at the end. Now, that is some real desperation and that also causes, I think, some, some inflationary pressures as we're starting to see uh, a lot of wage pressure as well, pushing up the cost of labor and then also services. So we're in this fascinating point right here where we wouldn't normally just look at what inflation's doing, but we also have to look at all of these after effects of the COVID lockdown. So it's definitely concerning. I think the, the, the most interesting kind of a puzzle piece here is what will happen to inflation once we begin to move away from all of these restrictions we have currently in the economy and some of these things can be sorted out as we get back towards uh, full employment and getting more and more people working in those jobs. So just just a, an interesting time here from my uh, standpoint as a financial advisor looking at these numbers. So what are your clients bringing to you as far as their concerns? Well, I think the number one concern I'm hearing from clients is really from a political standpoint, looking at the amount of money the government is printing and pumping into the system to stimulate the economy. I think as we look at the multiple rescue packages we had for COVID and now some of the proposed infrastructure deals and clean energy deals that are being bandied about in Washington, D.C., there's some real concern that we are just going to create a lot of uncontrolled inflation in the economy because the printing presses underneath the White House are going full bore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's the, the number one concern. You know, we also see it in real estate prices. The real estate market is up kind of across the board, about 10%, almost nationwide. I mean, there's some pockets that, that aren't performing that well, but we're really seeing kind of a reshuffling of the deck post-COVID, and that's creating, I think, some of these pockets of inflation in various parts of the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I uh, almost called you up the other day because I was going to ask what's the best way to take out a loan to buy seven two-by-fours because <laughs> lumber is just insane. I, mean, I think we've talked before off air that I'm um, redoing our master bathroom, and I'm wondering if I can do it out of paper mache because <laughs> these lumber prices are killing me. I mean, Royal, I need a break. Oh, it, it, it's terrible. Yeah, anybody doing a remodel right now is is kind of suffering through this just saying – okay, I, I need to get a toilet, 
you know, for this remodel and you're, you're out a few weeks. Same with, same with tile, same, same with kind of some of the basics there. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is just supply chain uh, disruption. And that causes, a, I think, a spike in prices, which is probably unlikely to disappear. It'll probably level out, but it's, it's unlikely that prices will revert back lower mm-hmm. once we sort through all of these supply chain issues. Yeah. And the Restore in in our area, I'm sure you have Restores out Mm -hmm. there as well. Habitat for Humanity Restores are the ones here. They are, I'm not going to say empty. They still have a lot of stuff in there, but compared to a year ago to two years ago, they were packed, right? They were constantly getting things, constantly, you know, selling things. And we went in there to look for a few different items and it was a ghost town. I mean, as far as products were concerned, just because I think so many people are flooding there because the prices for things at the store are just so high. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah, and and our expectation is is that this will continue probably over the next few years. Now, one scenario that we we probably think is somewhat unlikely unlikely is hyperinflation. Mm. And when I refer to hyperinflation, I'm really thinking of the 1970s where we really had a double digit inflation. And uh, it wasn't really until the Federal Reserve stepped in and got really aggressive by raising interest rates up to, you know, close to the the upper teens there that they were able to kind of break that inflationary cycle and get things back into a more manageable inflation rate. Now, historically, over the past 10 years, or really since the 2008 crisis, the challenge has been of getting inflation up near their target of about 3% per year. Over the last decade, inflation has kind of ranged closer to uh, 2% than that 3% target that the Federal Reserve would like to see for inflation just to keep things going. So we're definitely, if we look at how inflation has functioned over the last 10 years, we actually probably have some room to uh, let inflation run a little bit higher than those uh, 3% targets. And I think that's been indicated by the Federal Reserve. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball, but are you thinking it's going to be, you said, not hopefully not double digits. I don't think anybody is hoping for double digits, but <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, as far as the range? You know, nobody's crystal ball is any good, mm-hmm. including the Federal Reserve. You know, I think we'll probably have somewhere in maybe the, the five to six range for a mm-hmm. few years as we sort through all this. The, the interesting thing with the Federal Reserve is, is after COVID and as the Federal Reserve stepped in, began back in the different markets, slashing interest rates and doing an, kind of an additional round of quantitative easing. The interesting thing was, is they really made some claims that it'll be interesting to see if they're able to back up. One of the things a central banker hates is out-of-control inflation above those targeted levels. So it'll be interesting to see for the Federal Reserve Board how much real commitment they have to keeping rates low as we continue to see the economy economy improve. And that's really where uh, we see the most volatility in the stock market coming from after this mo- this latest report was some concern there about whether the feds would, you know, kind of hold the wheel steady as we start to have higher inflation, or if they're going to get scared off of that and start raising interest rates to slow down the economy. 
that's a little bit of a wait and see there. But historically, what we look for is the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in the economy to slow that down. And oftentimes, that is usually where we start to see recessions begin to form as the Feds overshoot what they need to to slow down the economy and actually cause the economy to begin to uh, contract slightly. So it'll be interesting, I think, to to see how they react to all of this. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your suggestion for those that need to either do home repairs or you know, that they're looking at upgrading a vehicle or needing a vehicle. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you say? Because we all have these concerns, and and again, we're not trying to time the markets, but it doesn't sound like it's going to get better. Correct, correct. So it, it might be a good time to start looking to make those purchases. the The other factor here is, you know, it, it's probably still a good time to look to borrow money, especially if you're buy, bar, buying a house or doing a remodel. Mm because interest rates are still low and that might not be the case here in oh, another true. year or two. So point. definitely start looking at those larger purchases and you know buying things on a fixed interest rate right now like you would with a 30-year mortgage. If you can buy a home right now, get a 30-year mortgage at let's just say 3% and we have some high years of inflation that that will probably turn out to be a good investment because historically real estate is uh, a decent inflation hedge should inflation start running a little higher than those targets. Hmm. Absolutely. All right, what else you, do we need to know? The other big thing I would say is uh, a couple of the most dangerous areas for investments when we do start to see higher inflation is number one, cash. If you have a large holding of cash, and we're not talking about your emergency fund or you know kind of your reserve of three to six months of, of kind of a, a buffer there. What I'm really referring to is, is you know we've had clients who have just sat on cash for years, mm. you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, just as as kind of a security blanket. But with inflation coming up that really starts to look unattractive, especially since the banks, if, if we do keep interest rates down, aren't going to be paying much in interest. So when you have uh, three, four, five percent inflation, you can kind of expect your $100,000 investment in cash to lose approximately that much purchasing power each year that you sit in cash wow. because it's it feels safe. So we definitely want to start looking at shifting those those dollars around doesn't necessarily have to be into the stock market or an equity position, but we definitely want to start looking at diversifying possibly into real estate, possibly into uh, inflation-protected bond funds or even short-duration bond funds that at least provide a better uh, interest rate so you don't lose as much to inflation than what you can get currently in a money market account. So we're having a lot of discussions with our clients in evaluating those large cash positions, because that's also, a you know, I, I feel like one of the risks that most people aren't really thinking about. But once we kind of walk through that erosion of purchasing power, I think the, the light goes off pretty quickly. You know, $100,000 doesn't buy what it used to. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I remember getting those, uh, those sheets, right. That we had, we had, a, it was a printout that you could get. And I think we got it probably at a state fair a long time ago, but you just tell them what year you were born and they would give you all this data. You know, here's what a loaf of bread costs. Here's what a car costs. You know, when you were, when you were a kid or when you were born and it was always interesting to see that. But as an adult, cause I, I got it probably when I was like 14. So it wasn't like a huge difference, but like, I, I remember seeing my dad's sheet, you know, he was born in 1939 for crying out loud. And this was probably back in the eighties when I saw all this was, wow you guys paid two cents for a you know gallon of milk or whatever it was it was ridiculous mm-hmm. right but as an adult i'm like i remember four years ago when i didn't have to pay very much for water you know it's like <laughs> good lord you know things change so quickly i love the fact that you're bringing this up you know on the podcast today i think everybody needs to be paying attention to it what else do we need to know yeah so so number one i mean this is this is something that i've been talking to clients about for years Mm-hmm. Our base assumption in all of our financial planning work that we do for clients where we're evaluating the next 10, 20, 30 years uh, of their retirement, we're using a 4% inflation rate built into our planning software to really mm-hmm. test to make sure that if we do have higher than target inflation, that you're able to sustain that. So that's kind of point number one. We've been working on this inflation problem for years. Really to kind of make sure that people are going to be okay. And when inflation's low, okay, that might might make the plan look a little worse than if we used a lower inflation rate, but we know we have that margin built in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're just looking at things, especially if you're getting too close to retirement and you're saying, okay, my, my social security is, is X and then I have this much pension income, well, that'll be fine. That'll cover me the rest of my life. You better make sure... Mm-hmm that you have enough to make up the difference there because I will assure you that Social Security and pension plans will not keep up with the rate of inflation, especially as it, is, as it grows into maybe that 4 or 5% level over the next few years. So purchasing power really is something that we've been looking at for the last few years, but I think right now it's essential that if, if you haven't been factoring that in, you need to sit down with someone and start factoring in, okay, what happens if inflation takes off here? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What are those, what about those people that are, you know, maybe they're within a different advisor. They've gotten this podcast from a friend or they've subscribed to it. They've, they've heard a few of yours. Can they reach out to you and, and say, Hey, can you take a look and make sure that my advisor has accounted for this? Because I, I think that sometimes there are advisors out there and I'm not going to name any, I know a few, but I'm not going to name any that, try to stay on the rosy side of things, like on the sunshiny side of things and not think about the what if scenarios as much. And I know that you guys test everything. Mm-hmm. So can, can they give you a call? Can they email you and say, Hey, can you take a, I need a second set of eyes on this. A- absolutely. Absolutely. You can just go to our website at opfa.com. You can make an appointment right there on the website. You don't, so you don't have to wait for office hours and we, we can set all that up. We can do everything remotely if, if you're not near our geographical location. You know, we, we, we were very comfortable bef- before COVID doing that. Now we're extremely comfortable, you know, working from a distance there and we're, we're happy to do it. But yeah, if you don't have a financial plan that's projecting an inflation for the next 30 years or kind of what your remaining life expectancy is, it's, it's really imperative that you do that because if mm-hmm. you don't have that piece, you can be in for some, some nasty shocks. And depending on your asset allocation, you know, if you don't have an ability to keep up with what inflation could be, 
and you don't have those tools in place, that's another nasty surprise that could come up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Yeah. I think that the biggest thing is, is we haven't had to deal with inflation for a number of years. Mm -hmm. This is going to be new for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, if you were born, let's say after 1980, you really haven't had to think about inflation other than, well, that seems a little bit more expensive than it was a, a year ago or mm-hmm. five years ago. This will be kind of a new paradigm here where we need to be hyper vigilant against that and make sure, sure that we're we're owning the right assets and the right types of accounts and have a plan to back all of that up for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you, you and I do this remotely and we've been comfortable doing this for a while. In fact, I, I think we termed it sweatpants comfortable. Maybe, maybe that was just me, but <laughs> I think that's just you. Okay, I think that's way. just you. I, yeah. But I know that you're comfortable with, with remote meetings. So I'm, I'm hoping that every listener does take advantage of that. Uh, and if you're new into the investing game or new into understanding what inflation is, again, this is a perfect time to reach out to Royal and his team. So Royal, thank you so much for today. This is a great information and I'm hoping it opened a few ears and eyes to to what the the issue is over the next couple of years possibly my hope as well and our last thank you of course goes to you the listening audience thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the life by design podcast with Royal Stanley if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet please click the subscribe now button below this way when Royal comes out with a new podcast it'll show up directly on your listening device this makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.